Absolutely. Yeah. Judge Wapner. Joe rolling. I need a uh, writing utensil. I'm not going to do this, Joe. Yep. <laughs> Ever? You will not be silenced! Wow. My favorite protest. I'm rolling. Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Store brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1163. Already? October 3rd, 2023. 90 degrees was a high on this day. That was in 1997. And the very, uh, uh, the year just before that, 1996, it was as chilly as 26 degrees. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushiro. This is, uh... This is interesting. Well, everything's interesting. It really is. Dear Joe, I hope this message finds you well. I wanted to reach out to discuss the recent developments surrounding the 2021 Minnesota tax rebate. Wouldn't it be a 2022 tax rebate? It was put. In, it was implemented in 2020. Go ahead, John. It, it's related to your 2021 filing. That's why it's And that's because it, we were lied to in 2022 by the current governor on his campaign trail. Which has left my husband and me in a state of perplexity. It appears that the much-anticipated rebate, a gesture aimed at pacifying taxpayers amidst the state's hefty $18 billion surplus, has eluded us thus far. This prompted me to delve into the reasons behind this delay by reaching out to the Minnesota Tax Rebate Program Support Hotline. I didn't know he had one. To say their response was both amusing and offensive would be an understatement, but sadly it wasn't entirely unexpected. I've attached their response for your perusal, highlighting the absurdity and the glaring lack of accountability. So Christine uh, wrote, Christine Nearing wrote on October 2nd. Oh, yeah, she emailed him yesterday, the hotline. Hi there, I know that we fell below the $150,000 married couple threshold for the tax rebate, but we have still yet to receive our payment. Can you please look into this situation for us? And then she signs it and gives their address, or gives her address and telephone number. Okay. And the response was, hello, Christine, thank you for your patience. We understand that a majority of the residents of Minnesota have received their rebate payments and a small population are still patiently waiting for theirs. The payments are not trackable due to the mass amount of transactions required to ensure everyone who was eligible (laughs) received theirs. However, due to a delay, some have not received their checks via, via mail or direct deposit. At this time, all direct deposit attempts are final, and all remaining payments will revert to check by mail. The next date of checks being sent is September 27th, 2023. And this this response was dated yesterday, so that's even written incorrectly. It should have been that the the last date of checks sent was September 27th. 2023. Depending on processing in the United States Postal Service mail times, it may take up to six weeks 
for your check to be delivered to your address. Please respond to this message if you have any questions or concerns. Sign Minnesota Department of Revenue. Two things. Two okay. things. <laughs> the payments are not trackable. Well, that's 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 troublesome. That's, yeah. that's a little troublesome. So how did they get that company in Montana to say, here's the list, did you send it out, yes or no? The payments are not trackable due to the mass amount of transactions required. And the, the second thing that puzzles me is, however, due to a delay. Well, what delay? What was the delay? I don't know what the delay was. Did you get a check? Did I get a check? Yeah, yeah I got a check. John, did you? I did, and uh, strangely enough, you know, I have the thing where you can check what's coming in your mail today. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my tenant, my son, will be getting his today because I know where it comes from. It comes from that Missoula place. Yeah. So he's getting his today, but we got ours, my wife and I, maybe two months ago. Kenny, did you get one? Yeah, he's nodding. It's it's He's on the air, but he's nodding. <laughs> he's trying to far keep quiet. Um, okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is 2021's. <laughs> items. What about our 2022 $18 million surplus that we saw nothing? They've tricked us into thinking that that was from the $18 billion surplus. Listen, listen dead horse. Uh, that That's not even worth discussing. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, unfortunately. Sorry. California Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen LaFonza Butler, the president of Emily's List, wasn't she was on Sanford and Son? Wasn't oh, she the was aunt? Gonna, uh, yeah, I was going to go Kip's girlfriend in Napoleon Dynamite. Wasn't oh, oh, right, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're right, you're right. I got it mixed up. This is Lafonza. Oh, oh. conventionally spelled. What is Emily, what is Emily's list? <laughs> Emily, wait, wait. What did Matt? What we missed? What Matt just said? Fonzie. No. <laughs> What I say? I don't know. Conventionally it, spelled. Oh, conventionally spelled. <laughs> yeah. What is Emily's list? It's a group of uh, Democratic women who support abortion rights. Oh, all right. Does that oh, make sense? Sure. California, go yeah, go ahead. California Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen LaFonza Butler, the president of Emily's list, to fill the uh, seat of the late Diane Feinstein. She will be the third black woman to ever serve in the Senate, as well as the first openly LGBTQ person. Well, that's important. You got to be the first. Got to be the first. Not the best, just the first. To represent California. This is according to NBC News. I am honored to accept Governor Newsom's nomination to be U.S. Senator for a state I have long called home, Butler said. I am humbled by the governor's trust. I will do my best to honor Diane Feinstein by devoting my time and energy to serving the people of California and the people of this great nation. I don't believe a word this woman's saying. In California, the governor has the power to appoint a senator to serve until the next regularly scheduled election. That means Butler will serve until the next senator, whom voters will choose in the November 2024 election is sworn in. Well, what's to keep this woman from running? Butler has led Emily's List, which works to elect Democratic women who support abortions rights since 2021 when she became the first black woman to lead the organization. That's important. She was the first there. Uh... 
Kelly Robinson, president of the Human Rights Campaign, the country's largest LGBTQ rights organization, called her appointment a landmark moment in the fight for social, racial, and economic justice. As the first black lesbian... That's really oh, important. We're adding that. Yeah. Okay, too. As the first black lesbian to represent California in the United States Senate, LaFonza brings a compelling voice for abortion rights, the labor movement, and civil rights into Congress because we don't have anybody concerned about that. Right. Her leadership is a testament to the legacy of Feinstein's strong record of pro LGBTQ plus support. Well, Butler's professional career has been rooted in California, where she led SEIU Local 2015, the largest union in the state. She's also been a longtime ally of Vice President Kamala Harris, a member of the University of California Board of Regents and director of public policy and campaigns in North America for Airbnb. She lives in Maryland. Okay, so she's right in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Wait, wait yeah. Wait, stop. What? Breaks in Maryland. Oh, that's a that's a Good different uh, time zone. But she's registered to vote in California. Jesus H. It, it, it's not much of a country anymore. Wow. Is it? It, so I'm I was hoping you'd get to that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John. Butler lives in back? Maryland. But Matthew Wing, a spokesman, we don't know for who, said Monday that she has pre that she has re-registered to vote in California. So she wasn't even living in California or registered to vote in California, but because Newsom, who's a word I can't say, appoints her, she has re-registered to vote in California. Well, she would have. She, now she must have a residence there too. Then, right? Because you can't right. register without residence. She does. Didn't we have this kind of same weird thing with Hillary and New York? I don't know. I don't know. Right before Junior's plane went down. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Um, may, may, may I? I'm not done. Oh, no, sorry. This uh, Newsom telegraphed this. He has said he would appoint an interim appointment. And that he wouldn't appoint any candidates who had been running. Uh, in other words, he he said he would appoint a black woman if either of California's Senate seats opened up. Why? Why not appoint the best? Maybe is she the best? If she is, great. But I don't think that that's the criteria they went with. But she didn't. He didn't appoint just any black woman. He appointed a BFLC, a black female lesbian commie. That's right. (sighs) (laughs) Who doesn't live in California? Well, not full time, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, um, this is the exact reason why if anyone happens to bother bring up you know i i don't really have a lot of faith in <clears throat> some of our systems that we've that we've held in tradition in this country for a long time this would be the key example of why that is right at first when i read all this about california i think ha ha ha, ha california you you and then i realized wait a minute no. minnesota is in a contest with california yeah. And then it makes me sad because 
you know our governor is going to try to outdo this in some way. Oh, we got a Maryland resident. Whoa, oh, uh, where can we go? She, what? She, yeah. do, she does have a home in California, which, you know, I guess she's BFD. got two homes. She got two homes. That apparently. sounds like a country song. I've got a home in California. Got a home in California. Another one on the coast. <laughs> East, that is. A lot of stuff <laughs> sure passed through my desk today in the old boathouse above the east shore of Spoon Lake. Mm -hmm. A lot of things going through the old duder's brain right now. <laughs> well, I know Chris Chris tells me that he talked to me about this Friday. If he did, I apologize. I don't remember him telling me this, but I don't doubt you, even though you're uh, We don't of, know that. Uh, you're way ahead of me <laughs> in the scan bucket contributions. Uh, but we never. This never did get to the air. Not to the air. We it, it was brought up in passing during a break for the town council, I believe. Korean War veteran Frank Tamero was removed from his nursing home facility in New York after a behind-the-scenes deal was cut, turning the Island Shores senior residents of Staten Island into a migrant facility. I thought my suitcases were going to be on the curb, Tamaro said. This is from uh, MSN. He's 95 years old. He's now homeless. His nursing home room has been given to illegal aliens by the Democrats. He's a decorated Korean War veteran. He signed up to serve his country in 1950. He fought honorably. He's uh, he's got to find a place. To, he and two hundred other people have to find a place to live. Wow, not right. That's not right. That is not right. But now with this word, will out, you look this up, Rook, uh, and see what I'm missing? Uh, it, it, we can't have become that crass. Bring it. Not even Democrats would be that crass. Frank Tamero and spelled. Uh, we don't know that. Uh, T A M M A R O. Joe, from what I'm reading on the... Oh, jeez, my website just shut down. Well, from what I was reading on the Daily Mail, this has already happened. It's legit. Well, I, 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 I realized out of that. Nursing I, home to house illegal aliens. And he's, uh, what yeah, am I he's, missing? I'm Have we become on, that crash? Here's yes. AmericanMilitaryNews.com. All right, go to I'm them. I'm going to trust them. Uh, veteran 95 forced nursing home for migrant housing lawmakers say... Um, he was an Army lieutenant colonel who served in the Korean War. Uh, recently shared how he was given less than two months to find a new housing situation after his nursing home was reportedly sold Slow down. to be repurposed as a facility for undocumented migrants. So, wait a minute. It was The building itself was sold? Building, I didn't know that part. Yeah, the building was sold. So, whoever sold it... Um, well, more importantly, say, who purchased it? Probably us. Well, that's that's my fear. Right, and what kind of money is there? Okay, let's see. Okay. Wow. I, I just... You... Uh, New York City to pay over a billion in hotel costs for migrants. That's unrelated. The hasty decision to turn the nursing home into a migrant facility already left him and other residents with limited time to respond or to protest. And then I have to continue and verify that I'm not a robot. I got a lot of comp, not a lot. But tell me, now, th this is where America 
can push back. There's a lot of successful veterans out there or programs that can get this guy, even though he got kicked out and was booted, I don't agree with that, some type of help. He's 95, and if his family can't afford it, the government should take care of the guy. He went to Korea, and Lord only knows what inhaled. He was given a month and a half. What if he hadn't had a daughter that could step in and save him? What if he was all on his own? He'd he'd be a 95-year-old homeless guy on the street. A that's guy that why, fought why, for this country. That's why I to read further. He has been, his daughter can step in and help him? Uh, according to what I'm reading on the Daily Mail, yes. She shouldn't yeah. have had to. Around 100 hotels have been turned into shelters during this, uh, including the Saint, uh, the Paul Hotel, excuse me, the Paramount and the Roosevelt, which alone is, ho- I, my stupid computer, I'm, I'm done. I just lost it again. But here again is another example of you, you, you declared yourself a sanctuary city. That's fine. You're now dealing with those ramifications and you're unwilling to admit that you made a poor decision. But instead of saying that, you're digging in even further, digging your heels in even further and at the cost of veterans and your own citizens. And you don't seem to care. That doesn't seem to resonate or bother you. He spoke alongside his congresswoman, Republican Rep. Nicole Milatakis of New York. I'm still trying to find out who bought it. It's the, go ahead, John. The owners of the facility is a nonprofit organization called Homes for the Homeless. They had informed residents last September they were considering selling the building, but promised they would find a buyer who would keep the nursing home intact. Homes for the Homeless instead cut a deal with New York City officials to use the facility as a home for migrants. So Homes for the Homeless apparently still owns it, but the city is paying them for the use, it sounds like, for migrants. Then why kick out the 95-year-old? Exactly. Because there's an agenda. We all know the answer to that. Not when it comes to veterans. I don't care if you're a Democrat. But that's what Joe just said. Have we really become this crass? And the answer is yes, we have. (sighs) That's really... Just a minute. What did I write down? Oh, I have something new to tell you about gun offers. All right. For the next month, I'm telling you, stop in at either the Forest Lake store or the Hugo store, mention you're a GLer, fill out a drawing with your name and phone number, and be entered for a chance to win a 10-pound prime rib roast. Oh. Winner will be selected Thursday, October 14th. And yes, they're hiring at both the Forest Lake and Hugo <laughs> stores. New meat and cheese snack packs. The perfect protein-packed snack on game day or for fall outdoor adventures. Yes, pre-packaged. You got beef sticks. You got cheese. You bring the crackers, baby. You know what they have now? Cookies. (laughs) Fresh Grunhofer's cookies. Flavors vary daily. Gummy bear Mexican taco cookie. You know, you know what today is? <laughs> would do something like taco that. Tuesday. Hell yeah, it Just is. got better. Taco lovers rejoice. Add a taco bratwurst to your Taco Tuesday Mealtime. Mm. Not to mention the brats, the steaks, the chops, the bacon, the ham, the fish, the cheese. You name it, this is the world's best meat emporium. Now, you can call, too. You can order ahead. Yeah. The, now, you might have Taylor Swift coming to town. Be ready with a meat Sunday. pack. Be ready with you a meat pack for Taylor Swift. You might have to have a big Swift. party for Taylor Swift. Call the Forest Lake store at 651 651- 
982-1182. Or call the Hugo store, 651-426-2800. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. you got Taylor Swift Let's coming go. to town. Boy, you better have some ready. meat ready. Or some tickets. You better have hey, some now. meat ready. Yeah. I'll say. The Hugo store is just about, uh, I, I do. don't know, not that far north of Hugo on Highway 61. And the Forest Lake store is immediately east of 35 on Highway 97. It's the best. It's the most fun. It's the best for grilling. It's everything you need at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Worldwide Internet. Web. Mate schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Jump over to maplegrovelockandsafe.com, say hello to Rich, and then you might take note that for the rest of October, all in-stock Liberty safes are now 20% off to make room for all the new stock coming. 20% off, that's huge savings. You go ahead and do the uh, math there, Mr. and Mrs. Mensa. It's huge Trust me, huge. Uh, and to make matters even more awesome, Mr. Rich will also throw in a free accessory installation. All of this is for us GLers. When it comes to protecting our valuables, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, that's the best option in the Midwest. He's been at it 30 years, more than 30 years. And Maple Grove Lock and Safe has just the right unit to fit your needs. And Rich will help you through the whole process. He also offers full commercial and residential lock and safe services, including repair and refurbishing. 20% off any in-stock safe for the rest of October with accessories installed for free. Stop in and meet Rich. You'll find him at 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. John, do you have any Hunter Biden news coming up in your newscast? I do, yes, his plea. No, he pleaded guilt. He pleaded not guilty today. Correct. This morning to yes. federal gun charges. He did so in the U.S. District Court for the District of uh, Delaware this morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I I have found something uh, I, I think that might be Hall of Fame irony. Ooh, Hall of Fame. And I, I'm willing to be corrected, but as I read this, uh, he was charged with making a false statement in the purchase of a firearm, making a false statement related to information required to be kept by a federal firearms licensed dealer and one count of possession of a firearm by a person who was an unlawful user of or addicted to a controlled substance. All right. 
But his lawyers, if I'm reading this correctly, Lowell, let me get Lowell's first name, one of... Uh, one of Hunter's uh, many, many lawyers is named... Uh, Abby. Abby Lowell. Abby Lowell. Sure, said, well, maybe not Abby. It's A-B-B-E, and it's a fella. Okay, whatever. Lowell, then, whoever that is, a lawyer, <laughs> said the defense's motion to dismiss this would include an argument regarding the constitutionality of the statutes that he said have been discussed. Mm -hmm. In other words, the son of a, of a president who is on the side of doing everything possible for gun control is going to argue <laughs> that even as a drug addict, and even though he lied... Those constitution, those statutes might be on. This is my interpretation. Again, I'm. I'm Hold on. I'm no, wait a minute. I'm preparing to be corrected, but it sounds to me like they're prepared to argue that the statutes prohibiting him from owning a gun are unconstitutional, which places the son of the president, who is all he's doing, whatever people tell him to do regarding guns, the son of this president is going to argue that he sure as hell should be able to own a gun no matter what his background has been. Right. Okay. Uh, I think you're now, is that something. irony? I think you're onto something there for sure. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How else am I supposed to interpret that? There's no other way. I think you're dead on. Yeah. The defense's motion to dismiss the charges would include an argument regarding the constitutionality of the statutes that, he said, Lowell, have been discussed. Well, the ones that were discussed are, the ones that are discussed are making a false statement in the purchase of a firearm, making a false statement related to information required to be kept by a federal firearms license dealer, and one count of possession of a firearm by a person who was an unlawful user and or addicted to a controlled substance. And it sounds to me like his lawyer, among other BS that they're going to uh, advance to get him off the hook, will be, why, that's unconstitutional. My client should be able to own a gun in this country. We have the Second Amendment. It, I'm not going to let you sit here and run down this country. <laughs> it is the drug use part that I'm looking at another interview with Lowell where he, quote, cites a recent appeals court ruling that drug use alone should not automatically prevent someone from obtaining a gun. So you're right. It's the drug portion that they are saying is unconstitutional Jesus. based on a recent appeals court <laughs> ruling. You, this is amazing. <laughs> these hypocrites, these phonies <laughs> are going to argue they want you to, you're not a citizen, but they don't care about you. You shouldn't have a gun. But my, but, but I. You're not really, uh, you're not really outraged, are you? Yes, I am. Come on. This is just one of many. One of many what? The, the, uh, the rules for a certain class. Rules of bullshit yeah. from the left. That's exactly what this is. It's just nonstop. people are amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's all I can do is laugh at this point. Outrage isn't getting us anywhere. And of course, we can always ask the question that we always do. What if the shoe was on the other foot? And a Republican did it. I'm staying out of this. Or even I'm going to go right a now. Former president? Where, no, I'm going right now where angels fear to tread.
Did anyone read John Kelly's remarks, I believe? I have that in the news also. Okay. If you are a Trump fan and you have lost a son or daughter in the military, how in God's name can you be a Trump fan? If you have somebody who has fought in the military, right. how can you be a Trump fan? He thinks that the people who have fought for this country are suckers. What's in it for them, he has said. Yeah, that one's, uh, that one's pretty tough. Mm. Well, how could this country get to the point where you have a guy with dementia running against a guy who is unquestionably the most foul human being ever to achieve the public stage. How, how, what has happened to this country? The parents are he, away for the summer. Trump wouldn't go to the cemetery in France to see these soldiers. He said, doesn't look good for me. Yeah. He said a lot of other Fail. things uh, too. I'll get, I'll have that. In the I know you story. will. Don't I, worry. I, I, uh, I I was veering off the Hunter Biden case, but there's nowhere for uh, uh, there's nowhere for us to look for redemption and salvation. There's nowhere to look for. Uh, well, we got Lafonza. She might help. Lafonza, <laughs> We got Lafonza Butler. Well, now. It, it, it's not like Biden is the greatest military. Uh, Head in chief, um, when it comes to, when it comes to military, look what he did in Afghanistan. I, mean, I know, come on. but he he hasn't he hasn't he's, dismissed he's, soldiers as suckers. Look at, look at all the money he's sending to Ukraine. Come on, uh, apparently that's the ending. Well, for now, it, it won't end for good. Right, but that's a whole other subject. I'd love to do a whole segment. Wait a minute, stop, stop, stop. That's <clears throat> I mean, Joe's it, entire point. This is what we're <laughs> left to choose between. Yeah, yeah, no, Joe's point is great. Why are we even bothering with one versus the other? They're both. They're I, both just well, awful. I, yeah, awful. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not getting awful. into it. <laughs> They're both awful. They're both Let's, awful. Let me just put it to say I disagree. Yes, they may both be, both be awful, but they're two very different things. Two but neither different. one of them should be the president. No, neither one should and be the And their president. vice president shouldn't have either. They were awful. How about we just, we're, we'll be on the honor system. The 2024 honor system. Let's just go without. <laughs> what do we got? What do we got? Everyone, yeah. you're kind of no on president. your own. Everybody, you're on yeah, your own. Yeah, you're on your own. Let's take a vote, as Royce would say on a flight. Who's willing to risk it? I'm willing to risk it. <laughs> you know, at this point, Chris, I might be. Seriously. What do you mean, like Wild West justice? Yeah, let's just let's just try to work. No. Let's try these next four years. Everyone's kind of on their own. In the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, meanwhile, our own Mary Morality has made the Daily Mail. You know, you've you've reached heights, yeah. uh, new heights, a, a certain <laughs> cultural impact when you reach the Daily Mail. And there's a picture of her, yep. and the headline is, Is This America's Wokest DA? Democrat Minneapolis prosecutor sparks fury by giving probation to murderers, pedophile, and killer drug dealer, with even Soros-backed Minnesota AG blasting her. And then the story goes on to say how relatives of crime victims uh, in Minneapolis are demanding 
that the new district attorney change her approach after the killers of their loved ones were given what they think are excessively lenient punishments. She's uh, 59 years old, as we know. She's the Hennepin County attorney. Uh, she that was that follows 30 years of her service as a public defender. And uh, she describes herself as a fierce advocate for fighting systemic injustices. So I guess if a black guy kills somebody and has to go to prison, that's not fair. That's not equitable. Well, that's, you can't do that to black yeah. people anymore. Bring back Freeman. Uh, she's angered victims' relatives with her recommendations for sentencing, even clashing with the liberal Soros-backed Attorney General Keith Ellison. In her first week, her very first week, first week, she sparked outrage by dropping charges against a 35-year-old man accused of raping a 14-year-old girl due to a technicality. We all remember that case. And he cannot be retried for the same crime. She's made the, the deal. Last week, an angry mother stood in the courtroom to protest what she saw as a lenient sentencing for the drug dealer whose fentanyl-laced pills killed her daughter. Kaylee Casperson died in May of 2021, 25 years old, after taking pills sold to her by Jesse Lietzow. Lietzow was charged with third-degree murder, which carries a maximum sentence of 25 years. But Mary got that down to 240 days in jail. Nice. He has five misdemeanor convictions on his record, including theft, damaging property, disorderly conduct, violating a no-contact order, and being a public nuisance, according to the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Anyway, you all know the story, oh, but I just thought he, it would be interesting to tell you that she's made the big time now. And that guy knew that the pills had fentanyl yes, in them. Yeah. 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 This Daily Mail piece lists everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, why do we have to go to the U.K. to get stuff that the Star Tribune no, that, won't? That was in the Star Tribune story, Kenny, that he knew. Oh, that oh it was? Pills. All right. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. This well, this, by, uh, this Daily Mail piece is really good. This is by Harriet Alexander for the Daily Mail. I don't know her. I presume she's a local person. I, I don't know. The Daily Mail has always uh, impressed me for their ability to be everywhere at the same time and have more pictures than anybody else. And when you print one of their stories, you got to stand up after about 30 seconds and hit cancel on the printer. Otherwise, you're going to get 45 <laughs> pages. No, 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 no. No, you have to. Yeah, that's Why would you. I waste the paper? <laughs> no, that's I'm saying because you. you always print the comment section with your news. Well, I don't. I, 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 well, Let's turn I, back. I, to, I, I, Let's go to the failed academy right here at the U of M. Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett is speaking at the U of M, and a growing number of students are not happy about it. A petition called Uninvite Amy Comey, Coney Barrett from the University of Minnesota is making the rounds on social media and has collected 250 signatures. Justice Barrett is set to speak at the U's Law School on October 16. The petition is seeking signatures from both students. It's, you're a failed academy. Can't you see that? The people who run it can't see that, can they? No. The petition is seeking signatures for both students and community members. City Council Member Robin Wansley, she's a Marxist, 
has spoken up in support of the petition, echoing statements and positions laid out in the petition. The University of Minnesota has invited Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett to speak on campus despite her history of rhetoric and actions against immigrants, LGBTQ plus people, people of color and working class people, environmental justice and native sovereignty and organized labor, all of which is a lie. It's just a lie. And here's where the world needs or the U of M needs and they don't have it. Someone to tell these 250 people, go bleep yourself. Right. Yep. Shut the hell up. How you are they want to hear gonna... don't go to the talk. Right. How are they ever going to learn anything? The, aren't these law students? Yeah. How are they ever going to win a case if they can't argue either side? Isn't that part of being a lawyer? You've got to successfully argue when, either side. When I saw this story, too, this morning, the first thing that came to mind was, do you guys recall a couple of years ago where this same thing played out in Stanford? I don't remember the name of the speaker. And they published all of the names of all of the law students that fought in opposition of this person speaking. And they said, well, you can't do that because basically they, they realized none of them were going to get jobs or internships. Did they? Of that. Yeah, and, and it, it almost turned into a massive lawsuit. How, Joe, how can you make a case, either defense or prosecution, without knowing what they're going to do across the aisle, what well, your opponent is going to do? How, how do you even... Start to do that, Joe. Well, at, well, Kenny, uh, the the answer has been taught at the University of Garage Logic. What we must do is take the long view, and what you're going to see is a future of a justice system that does not resemble anything you're currently accustomed to. It's already happening. You are going to have lawyers from the failed academy who are going to be t- making rash interpretations of the law. Well. You got Mary Moriality. Right. I mean, you, she's 59 years old and she's corrupted. She's ideologically corrupted. You think these kids coming out of law school are going to care about fairness? They're they're on a mission for equity. They're not on a mission for justice. They're on a and mission unfor- for equity. And unfortunately, they're going in front of judges who feel the same way. And and I told you before, we're going to get to the point where a doctor who is supposed to remove a cataract is going to remove your gallbladder Whoops. and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I must have My missed bad. that, yeah. that one." Yeah. We're 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 in bad shape. We're in bad bad shape. She's been invited to speak as a Robert A. Stein class of 61 speaker. Historically, Stein speakers have included people such as uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Walter Mondale. So her invitation has shocked these precious snowflakes because she has conservative leanings and they don't want to be exposed to them because they've been destroyed by the failed academy. Right. right. I don't think any of this is hyperbole. They've been destroyed by the failed academy. I think you need to make an exception because not everything coming out of law school has been a product of the failed academy. I can imagine what can be and be unburdened Turn by what Turn that woman has- off. <laughs> it's like chalkboard fingernails. How high was she? Real high. When, I mean, like... Chong high, Tommy Chong high, right? Yeah, yeah. Up and smoke, up and smoke high. high. I don't know, man. She had the car parked on the boulevard. It's right dog she ass. In the, in the... She didn't know she could drive a bus. My dog ate my stash, man. I had to follow him around for a week. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it is truly, truly pathetic. And you have no one at that 
failed institution. They are a failed academy. Who is said, who can say to these kids, go bleep yourself. If you were smart, you'd attend the speech and learn something. But the yeah. tickets are sold out. Now, do you want to make any bets? Who's going to win this? That they'll cancel it? Yeah. Who's going to win this? Does, does anyone at the U have and the balls cite, to yeah. say, well, no, she's coming in here to speak, and if you don't like it, that's too bad. They'll cite Does anyone safety. have that ability? No, no, they don't. No, not on any level in the private or public sector. Nobody will say that anymore. I missed the date. When is it supposed to happen? October 14th. Well, we're close enough. Maybe this this is the you know the age we live in. Everybody gets a medal. Everybody's opinion counts. We don't want to offend All your anybody. Dumbass ideas are legitimate. Nobody says sit down and shut up, you moron. Nope. Hey, sit down and shut up for five minutes. The country has yep. lost its ability to say go bleep yourself. Yep. It's a crying shame. Damn right. it. We're run by cowards. You don't want your garage door company run by cowards. That's right. You want them to be men and women of the craft. I want the best. The craft of garage doormanship. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities. The five-star Google ratings, they're common. Mm -hmm. The email I get is praiseworthy. Five stars. They work weekends uh, without charging extra. They represent the uh, the metro and western Wisconsin. They take care of everything. Rollers, springs, all the stuff that I flinch when I hear it creaking. Leave it to a professional. I flinch. I don't want to get hit in the head by a spring flying across the room at 200 miles an hour. That'll happen, too. And they do the uh, openers. They'll fix that deal up and uh, everything you got. Plus, you need a door. Yeah, they'll fix your door. If not, if they can't fix it, they'll offer you a, a variety of ways you can just choose a new door, and they'll put that on. I just painted mine. Will they paint doors? Probably. No, not. they probably don't paint doors. Okay. What color? Uh, brown. Was it a good? Was it in good condition? The door is in good condition. All yes. right. They're from Precision Garage Door. They're your new garage door guy, and you yes. get the whole family. They're a Garage Logic family and a GLer owned business. Precision Garage Door. They fix doors correctly. Get to them online at precisiondoormn.com, or you can call them at 612 263 6985. Fall is the favorite season for any of us Minnesotans, especially us lifetimers. The leaves are changing colors. The kids, now in my case, the grandkids are back in school, and the apples uh, have long been ready for picking. So what do apples and insurance have in common? There's a good question. When it comes to getting an insurance quote, many people want an apples-to-apples apples comparison. We can't do that. At the Canopy Group, we believe our clients deserve only the best insurance coverage for the best price. That's why we only offer our clients combined single limit coverage. It's the best. Most captive carriers only offer split limit coverage. The type of coverage leaves you open to gaps and on the hook at claim time. That doesn't sound good to us and it isn't good for you. At the Canopy Group, we're often able to increase coverage from split limit to combined single limit and save clients money. If you want an apples to apples comparison, be prepared. 
The canopy group's apples are much bigger and better than the competition. To make sure you're getting the best insurance, do this. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Well, I'm sure it'll be a big day. Uh, you make over? sure she's not wearing that bracelet. She's going to make some sandwiches, and then we're going to look at the Halloween the village. village. Yeah, the Halloween <laughs> village. I wouldn't <laughs> come over to your bleeping house and you bleeping sandwich. And... God, that's funny. Don't you guys a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life? Joe Souchere. Do you guys have like a romantic evening in the pumpkin patch? And by pumpkin patch, uh, I'm just going to tell you, that's a euphemism. <laughs> I, I personally don't. I don't know what you're talking There's to. Halloween romance. Halloween is a romantic. Halloween romance. October's a romantic month. Talking to the king of Halloween. Here's John Height. Yes. Here's Kenny Olsen. Well, yes. he's not doing anything, so I thought I'd go to Height. Well, Halloween. maybe if you'd shut up and I could get a word in edgewise, I could talk about Moon Motorsports. <laughs> Family owned and operated for 50 years. It's the season, right? It's the season, <laughs> Matthew. How did you know? Because I know oh. the motorsport. <laughs> the motorsport. Motorsport. Polaris, Can Am, Honda, Yamaha, Polaris, Skidoo. They're off road experts here in Minnesota from bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, side by side, sleds. Moon Motorsports has the largest inventory selection in our area. You know what? You can see all the new and used units if you go to the website, moonmotorsports.com. Now, if you're somebody who enjoys the outdoors, do your outdoor endeavors continue throughout the fall and winter? Of course they do. <laughs> you take your ice fishing, hunting, and snowmobiling to another level with a new unit, a new ATV, a side-by-side, -side, or sled for Moon Motorsports. The employees at Moon, they're all outdoor enthusiasts, so they share your passions and they can help you find the right machine. And Moon Motorsports has available winter storage options for your bike. You can reserve a spot today. Family owned and operated just uh, about 25 minutes or so west of the metro, south side of 94, west of 25 in Monticello, and of course the web, moonmotorsports.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. And a uh, quick sports reminder again, so you don't miss it. Twins, playoffs, 338 today. It's on ESPN. Do, are there buys in this first round of playoffs? Yes, the yeah. top two seeds in each league get a buy. Okay, who got the buy in the American League? Baltimore and who? Uh, Houston. Baltimore Houston, and Houston. Yeah. All right. Josh, should we go? The Dodgers. Let's no, go to the I'm game not. today. Serious question: Are they still the Houston Astros? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. God okay. Almighty! <laughs> I didn't know. There's a lot of changes in sports. Commanders, you know. Cleveland Raiders. It's only a couple of years Cleveland. old. Uh, Star uh, Tribune reporting, Minnesota's legislative auditor decided Monday to open a preliminary inquiry into the governor's failed hiring of Aaron Dupree. Remember, Aaron was the state's first cannabis director. State legislative auditor Judy Randall said she'll request info about the appointment process from the governor's office. Dupree, a self-described cannabis industry entrepreneur and hemp shop owner, stepped down one day after Governor Walls appointed her after a Star Tribune report revealed she had sold illegal products at her hemp store. The Walls administration appeared to be blindsided by reports of Dupree's illegal product sales, federal liens. A thorough passed, vetting. Thorough vetting, huh? Yeah, and past lawsuits filed against her, raising questions of how thoroughly the governor's office actually did vet her and her background. She was uh, a hemp shop owner. 
What's this? Guess, what's the song I'm thinking? Guess who? That's song. the guess who. Yeah, yeah it's a Jewish Albert Flasher. Albert Flasher. Right into Albert Flasher. <laughs> do, 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 do. So, do you guys have a the workshop? Yeah. Do you guys happen to have the name of the guy that all the potheads are pushing now to take the job? I'm looking for I his don't. name right now. I'm not finding it, but he also comes from the industry. And my question is, uh, won't there be a conflict of interest? If we've got a guy or a gal who's from the industry and owns a shop in that position, I, I or do don't we know. even give? Do I we even care. give a? Yeah, don't we don't care. care. No, the country doesn't give a rat's ass about conflict of interest. No. Otherwise, all these uh, third rail riders in Washington wouldn't become millionaires the day they're elected, right? How about Feinstein, hundred million. Yeah. Woo! But in her defense, her wasn't her I husband think, well, yeah. a big time hedge fund? Yeah, I doubt if he ever learned anything from her. So I probably think that's not. All up no, and up. probably yeah. not. Minneapolis Police Department confirmed it started an internal investigation into a patrol officer's conduct. Uh, that officer works in the fourth precinct. The officer hosts an OnlyFans site, which states, for a subscription fee, people have access to amateur pornography, sexual photos, and custom photos. Here's my badge. <laughs> MPD, I'm wrestling with this. I don't know where to be on this. Well, MP, MPD policy says all employees are prohibited from working off duty under the following conditions. Any establishment that provides adult entertainment in the form of nude, semi-nude, or topless exhibitions. Well, then, then she's guilty. A spokesperson. What's a she? Uh, yes. Yeah, we do. We yeah. do. Okay. Yeah. I just don't know who yet. A spokesperson for Mayor Jacob Fry, <laughs> Brooke, sound like you've been doing some investigating. No, I have not, but I was I was questioning <laughs> Jay Cole's thorough investigation of it yesterday when I saw it on the news. The computer was yes. smoking. Yes. It's all filters from the Hubbard Broadcasting uh, were burning up. Uh, we recorded tomorrow's Krabby this morning, and we covered this extensively. Yes, oh, we yeah. did. Okay. Right. Uh, listen. Incentive yeah. to listen. I wouldn't. Was it, Dawn it's, on? It's not that great. Yeah, she's on. Okay, but, then uh, I'll listen. I, I, I was in a mood, so it's probably not that great. Mm. Are, you, are you shocked Kenny was in a mood? He really knows no, how to okay. promote that show, doesn't he? <laughs> don't waste your time. Yeah, don't worry about yeah, it. Forget. You know, and I talked to our boss this morning. I've been meaning to bring it up. That show isn't going to be around much longer. And I don't care how much money the company loses. I'm pulling the plug on this thing. It's a giant, stinking piece of S. Oh, my God. I'm sick of it. A spokesperson. Yeah. Anyway, listen to the Krabby Coffee I'm listening right. now. Right. No, it's not good, Joe. I, I know what good is, and it's not good. Mm-hmm. Continuing on with well, the story. Well, don't do to make it good. Right. A sp- spokesperson for Mayor Jacob Fry issued a statement which said, quote, if all we're talking yeah. about is naked pictures behind a paywall, the mayor has no issue. However, the chief will determine if there are policy violations. An MPD spokesperson issued a statement on behalf of Chief Brown O'Hara, which said, we take any allegations of policy violations seriously, and the chief has ordered an investigation. MPD did not give a timeline for completion of you know the, the internal investigation. You know what the chief's going to have to do? Huh. Uh-huh. Thoroughly examine Thoroughly. He's going to have to call uh, Jay Cole. How did you thoroughly get through all those? Examine this. And you know what? The mayor's office, they just said, we also did a, a story on Krabby about a teacher from Missouri who's in trouble for the same thing. Yeah. And our main question for both of these stories is who found them out and who snitched? Who, yeah, who snitched? Yeah, who ratted on this Snitches cop? Snitches get stitches, okay? Who ratted on this cop? Yeah. And who ratted on the teacher? 
The other thing we talked about were Who perhaps we should teacher Van Halen. Oh, Van Halen. Perhaps we should pay teachers and police officers more since the woman in Missouri makes a hundred fifty thousand, no, fifteen thousand dollars a month on OnlyFans. So she must anyway. be fetching. And only forty-two teaching a year, forty-two, 42 a year, forty-two grand a working, of yeah. working as a teacher. And, and then I also had some uh, more inquiries, like how much would it cost to see your feet covered in Mrs. Butterworth oh, and no. stuff like that. <laughs> and it sounds like it's just in, one. Uh, he's that guy. It's just in one a, charge per month, so you know. In other news, the Star Tribune reporting. Joe's on trying to itself. figure out who Mrs. Butterworth is. What, what, <laughs> she a neighbor? Syrup on your feet. <laughs> If you're whatever you whatever you're into, dude. I don't know. You're you're a weirdo. I don't know what you're game. into. It's all part of the game. Yeah, but if Joe did it, he'd have to tighten up his shoes first. They don't fit right anymore. <laughs> See all that butterworth come squeezing out. <laughs> <laughs> the Tribune reporting. It's moving on without an editorial. That raised cartoon. his eyebrows. Hey, 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 I would like to hear this Kenny, story. Kenny, that raised his eyebrows. I saw that. This follows an announcement. Now, start Mike, it over, John, because okay. you were rudely interrupted by these morons. Oh, seven or eight times. Okay. The Star Tribune, it's a complaint I get mostly in email. Tell us idiots to shut up. Yep. The Star Tribune reporting on itself. Uh, they're reporting they're moving on without an editorial cartoonist. Following an announcement yesterday that Mike Thompson would be moved from a full-time role to a freelance position. In a note to readers posted in the opinion section of the Star Tribune's website early Monday night, the news outlet characterized the move as, quote, a business decision. Aside from praising Thompson's work, the company declined any further comment. This would be the first time the Star Tribune would be without a full-time editorial cartoonist in decades. Before Thompson, Steve Sachs spent over 40 years as the newspaper's cartoonist. Asked for a reaction to the change, Thompson said he's excited to try something new. In a phone interview, Sachs said he was sad and upset about the move, calling it a terrible decision and describing Thompson as a very good cartoonist. Sachs said it's not moving forward, it's moving backward, a real loss to the readers. Sack, a member of the Association of American Editorial Cartoonists, said the number of jobs in the field have plummeted over the years. He said there are now fewer than 24 full-time editorial cartoonists in the U.S. There had once been more than 100. Thompson, best known to readers in Michigan, where he was an award-winning 21-year artist at the Detroit Free Press before he joined USA Today in 2019. He declined further comment when asked for additional thoughts on the change and the paper's reasons behind it. It's still being worked out, he said, how often his work will publish. Remember Gindin? Anybody remember Gindin? Sure. 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 Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I'd love to go back and look at some of his work. He wasn't an editorial cartoonist. He was just a cartoonist. Right, mm -hmm. And I would love to go back and look at his work and try to decide how much of it would not have been allowed today. I was just going to bring this up with you, Joe. You've been reading editorial cartoons for years. Yeah. And would it be safe to assume that a lot of those cartoons are coming from the left and they're bashing the right? Oh, a lot of them are. Absolutely. And all of those cartoons that you've read and looked at, have you ever taken pen to paper or grabbed a microphone and shouted and screamed and cried Never. and act like a big wussy? Never. Why? Because you're not a coward. The newspaper is run by cowards, read by cowards. The state is run by a coward. They're all Cowards. You'll recall we tried to get this Mike Thompson on yeah. the show. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Because the about the first week he arrived here, right away, he had a cartoon that was the the uh, cowards didn't like it because yeah. 
uh, it was yeah. a picture of a couple or something that came out of their house and they were listening to a lot of noise and it was gunfire yeah. or something. And <clears throat> and uh, he was taken to task for that. I do remember and that. And we offered him a chance to come on. He would not. Probably trying to save his gig. But who are you kidding? They got him because he might have, God forbid, he might have a, a GL thought in his head. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's I just think amazing. To be pretty well-rounded in terms of his views, since he's been there, in terms of the cartoons that have run. I mean, you see the precious uh, editorial. See the precious edit lead, big editorial in today's Star Tribune. The, what was the it? marathon organizers made the right choice. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I did see that. <laughs> Wasn't there another one about the the, the climate activists, or said there was something on? Starch me social media account as well that I, I saw. I don't go to their account. Okay. Uh, well, did you see the story? Was it A or B? Uh, I don't know which section. Marathon season keeps warming up. That's the headline. Subheadline: Climate change could disrupt more events. So, and they're selling it as yesterday or the Sunday's um, cancel. Cancel. Of course they did. As, thank you. As 100% related to climate change. We're getting pretty softened up, aren't we? We're Cowards. Softened up. Yeah. Cowards. Softened up. Why don't we take a break at this point in the show and hear from our buddy, Matthew, Matthew yes. Mr. Mikulski. Matthew, <laughs> I'll talk to you about Welther. Welther Heating. Thanks. Ray Thanks. and Welther Heating. You go to welterheating.com. And you're going to find a plethora of information on how to maybe do it yourself, fix something that's broken. Yes, they have blogs. They have information for free. Of course, if something's serious and making a lot of noises, they don't recommend you do tech work on it. You call 612-825-6867. A live human being will answer the phone and direct your call appropriately. That is the easiest thing you can do. You can go online to welterheating.com. Oh. That's all right. They lo- Welter family loves garage logic. You can play care. any button you want, and they're going to be happy about it. Uh, Welter Heating has been around, speaking of the family, for 100 years, four generations. Their techs are second to none. And again, don't fall for the fly-by-night catchy jingle. Welters, they don't really have a jingle. They have, yeah, air condition your shelter with Ray and Welter. It's not extravagant. But it's worked the past 100 years. So trust someone to retire that air conditioner for the year or make sure that heating unit is ready for the harsh Minnesota winters. 612-825-6867. Heating, cooling, and air purification. Air condition or heat your shelter with Ray and Welter. I should put that to music. Keep, keep. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Well, aren't we waiting for John? Yeah, that's my fault. I was uh, proofreading a first story here again. I see. <laughs> what's, what's proofreading? What's that? 
Yeah, exactly. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. You never get past the first paragraph anyway, Chris. Uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, is bringing up that uh, Matt Gates motion to oust him as Speaker today. Uh, and it looks like Democrats are still signaling they will not save McCarthy. Uh, they, now, they've started, I believe. They were supposed to start around 1230 our time. It always runs a little late, but I can't find anything on Twitter to see how it's going so far. But McCarthy said, if I counted how many times someone wanted to knock me out, I would have been gone a long time ago. During a more than two-hour caucus meeting, Democrats were strongly encouraged to vote to not support McCarthy as he fights for the job. Gates, a Republican hardliner, has criticized how McCarthy handled spending and budget fights. McCarthy, who received a standing ovation during the GOP conference meeting, defended working with Democrats to keep government funded, according to folks who are at the meeting. Representative Victoria Sparts, a Republican from Indiana, announced that she'll consider resigning from Congress if they don't create a debt commission by the end of this year. She said in a statement last night, I've done many different things, being one woman standing many times with many very long hours and personal sacrifices, but there is a limitation to human capacity. She added, if Congress does not pass a debt commission this year to move the needle on the crushing national debt and inflation, at least at the next debt ceiling increase at the end of 2024, I will not continue sacrificing my children for this circus with a complete absence of leadership, vision, and spine. President Joe Biden's son, as you heard earlier, Hunter Biden, formally entering a plea of not guilty to felony gun charges today, setting up the possibility of a high-profile trial as his father embarks on a re-election bid in the coming year. Appearing in the same federal courthouse in Delaware where his plea deal with prosecutors fell apart over the summer, the younger Biden indicated he would fight the three-count indictment brought last month by special counsel David Weiss. The, after entering his plea, uh, the attorney for Biden, Abe Lobel, uh, Lowell, signals his intention to file a motion to dismiss the government's case. He said they would challenge the constitutionality of at least one charge and argue that the elements of his prior plea agreement remain in effect. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Joe, John Kelly, the longest-serving White House chief of staff for Donald Trump and a former general in the U.S. Marines, offered his harshest criticism yet of former President Trump in a statement released yesterday. Uh, Kelly set the record straight with on-the-record confirmation of a number of damning stories about statements that Trump made behind closed doors attacking U.S. service members and veterans, listing a number of comments Kelly witnessed Trump make firsthand. Uh, Kelly wrote, what can I add that has not already been said? A person that thinks those who defend their country in uniform or are shot down or seriously wounded in combat or spend years being tortured as POWs are all suckers because there is nothing in it for them. A person that did not want to be seen in the presence of military amputees because it, quote, doesn't look good for me. A person who demonstrated open contempt for a Gold Star family, for all Gold Star families on TV during the campaign, and rants that our most precious heroes who gave their lives in America's defense are losers and wouldn't visit their graves in France. He continued, a person who is not truthful regarding his position on the protection of unborn life, on women, on minorities, on evangelical Christians, on Jews, on working men and women, a person that has no idea what America stands for and has no idea what America is all about, a person who cavalierly suggests that a selfless warrior who has served his country for 40 years in peacetime and war should lose his life for treason in expectation that someone will take action, a person who admires autocrats and murderous dictators, a person that has has nothing but contempt for our democratic institutions, our constitution, and the rule of law. He wrapped the message up by saying there's nothing more that can be said. God help us. Mm -hmm. right. I think we know what uh, 
John Kelly thinks at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't blame Who? What are you, an owl? Who? Who? No. State senator from North Dakota. His wife and their two young children died when the small plane they were traveling in crashed soon after refueling in Utah. Doug Larson's death was confirmed Monday in an email that Republican Senate Majority Leader Dave Hogue sent out to his fellow senators. The plane crashed Sunday evening shortly after taking off from Canyonlands Airfield, about 15 miles north of desert recreation town of Moab. According to a Grand County Sheriff's Department, the Sheriff's Office said the senator was the pilot all four on board the plane were killed. Larson was a Republican first elected to the North Dakota Senate in 2020. His district uh, comprises Mandan. Larson chaired a Senate panel that handled industry and business legislation. He served 29 years in the North Dakota Army National Guard. Pope Francis suggests it may be possible to bless same-sex unions in a newly public response to cardinals who questioned the Pope's affirmation of the LGBTQ community in the Catholic Church. In the July letter, which is written in Spanish, he reaffirmed that the church has a very clear understanding of marriage, an exclusive, stable, and indissolvable union between a man and a woman naturally open to procreation. However, he advocated for pastoral charity. The defense of objective truth is not the only expression of this charity. It also includes kindness, patience, understanding, tenderness, and encouragement. Uh, $1.2 billion up for grabs in the next Powerball drawing. When that is that drawing? Tomorrow evening, Maybe I'll Joe. buy a ticket. Buy a ticket. $1.2 billion, the third largest purse in the American lottery game's history and the biggest so far this year. The grand prize, which has an estimated cash value of $551.7 million, continued its ascent through billion-dollar territory after no ticket matched all the numbers drawn last night. A planned test this week of the nationwide emergency alert system has led to conspiracy claims that people's cell phones will be used to activate nanoparticles introduced into people's bodies. FEMA will... No, I think that's going to happen. Very capable of doing that. I'm turning my phone off tomorrow. FEMA will conduct... I don't want no nanobodies. (laughs) FEMA will conduct the test at about 1.20 on Wednesday... One test signal will be sent to radios and televisions using the same familiar audio tone. We all remember it. It's been in use since the 60s. Uh, Some social media users, however, have been imploring followers to shut off their cell phones because they they think it's part of a broader conspiracy to exert control over the population. One video, very popular right now on social media, shows a woman claiming the test will somehow switch on technology that's been introduced in people's bodies. Mm. The woman says, "Oh, it's, the, it, yeah, the, you got it. The yeah. COVID shot. That's uh-huh. it. Yeah. Oh, that's right." Woman, woman says it's not a test. It's going to be sending these high-frequency signals into cell phones, radios, and TVs. And the intention is activating nanoparticles, including graphene oxide. Stanley Perlman. I snort that stuff for breakfast. (laughs) I'm reading a book now called Zero. I think it's called Zero Hour. The premise is kind of fun. Ten people were selected by the government to see if they can disappear for 30 days without being detected by the government. And the winner will get $3 million. So it's these ten. Well, that's easy. No, it isn't. The uh, and the te- it's written by a guy from New Zealand and the the technology if if half this book is true about the technology 
you you can't disappear. You Are you can't kidding get off me? The grid. That's the easiest for thirty days. Yeah. Well, Are, we're talking about the government, right? You just be quiet. It's some mad billionaire <laughs> type like Bill Gates or somebody who's dreamed up this program hmm. to uh, uh, to uh, challenge Google, and he he can find you in thirty days, given his technological now, snooping. So somebody would have to hide from the government for thirty days. So like a Jeffrey Epstein. Joe, this is a coloring book, right? Yeah. Go ahead, John. Well, what's the, so, so wait, if uh, one person wins the money, what happens I, to the rest of the people? I'm not done with the book. <laughs> the, oh. hiding we don't from know the end yet. The government <laughs> isn't going to come looking for you until you stop paying your taxes. Then they're going to look for you. Oh, this I, is, I could hide from the government for 30 days. No, Hell, no. I don't have to go anywhere. Never mind. Never Here's mind. what I got out of this conversation. Joe, is it okay when I want to, when, like, say, Chris and Kenny talk, can I just go, oh, you just be quiet. Can I, I do that? So. Yes, yes. Is that all right? You, you probably <laughs> should do that. Yeah. I, I can <laughs> yeah. do that. Too. John, why don't we just say to you, thank you. Okay, yeah. that'll Why don't you that's... be quiet, John? But let okay, me tell I'll be, you something. I'll be quiet. Let me tell you something. What? I, I gave short shrift to this uh, Star Tribune editorial today. There's more here than meets the eye. Marathon made the right call for what? Climate Canceling. change. No, what did they make? For the safety. Right? For, for safety. safety. Yeah, for safety. Yeah. And you get to this paragraph. Uh, first of all, it, this, this editorial is all over the map, but it has a theme problem. And they're saying this is too bad and it's tough because runners are just that. They're tough. They're willing to train in nearly every element. In fact, many had already done so through the summer's extreme heat. Then you get this paragraph. But not all of them. Right. Yeah. And not all of them would have likely been able to run without the risk of heat-related ailments. So really what this is, whether it was conscious or unconsciously uh, arrived at by the organizers, this became an equity issue. Yeah. And what's funny is the first three or so letters to the editor. I I read them. They all echo the editorial. Right. They all say that they're really disappointed, but they're thankful that it was canceled. That theme basically was played out in each letter. That that equity issue is going to take us into just a complete non-functioning state of yeah. life. No, we're we're already you a joke. Can't, you can't yeah. do anything no. if you're going to have to have equity for everything. We're a joke on the world stage. How can you have a fishing contest, for example? No, you, you can't. can't. What if Done. a guy catches three bass and you only got one? I want my. I want my. Uh, well, that's not fair medal. to the guy who got right. one. I want my medal. Where's want... the? Is this equity thing is absolutely ruinous? And then I waited for them to get climate change in, and they did not disappoint me. <laughs> With little or no flexibility on race times, the race date, traditionally the first Sunday in October, should be reconsidered going forward. One single day cannot be attributed to climate change, but the Twin Cities did just experience the warmest September ever, and Sunday set an all-time October temperature record by about a degree or two over 1897. Mm. So perhaps a later date in the month would be prudent. Hmm. Well, why? Okay, Star Tribune editorialist, you, you let's pick a later day in the month, the third Sunday in October, all right? Well, you're still going to have people to get heat exhaustion, no matter what. No matter what. So what are you going to do? If if this is all about equity, you can't have this thing anymore. You can't do anything anymore. Heat exhaustion? What happens if we get hit by a blizzard? Third weed in October. Whatever. My point being, on the one hand, here they say runners are tough and they've prepared and they worked hard. But not all of them. 
Right. Well, bleep the not all of them. Then they yep. shouldn't run right. the damn right. thing. Janice laws. is still running the damn Janice thing. Janice is still Janice out there. Yeah. I don't think she's running. The laws are made for the weakest among us. It's like being on the freeway. We're all at the... Uh, <laughs> one guy goes 50, we all have to go 50. This is, this is so... Yeah. This is incredible. Cowards. It's absolutely incredible because if you factor in an equity dynamic to everything you're going to do in America, you're not going to get anything done. Right. You can't. Rump. They carry their balls in a thimble. <laughs> or a tackle box. And, and the way to have exercised uh, the correct authority over this matter is... Why don't you pull up your pants and say, this race is not for anybody who hasn't worked hard. So then you can't, they got to come right. up with a qualifier. You can't just say, hey, I'm running, let's go. No, that doesn't qualify. Because you're not going to solve this problem. If equity is the problem, you're not going to solve it by changing the date. We want everybody to have the same time. It doesn't work that way. It's, uh, I have to mind. What if I want everyone to have the same opportunity? I do. To travel. <sighs> Traveling is just fantastic when you know what the hell you're doing. That's where EscapeWithUsVacations.com comes in. If you would like to get in touch with Maria and Teresa, and I would like you to. I would is like somebody going to bring the tackle box full of cheese and meat? Uh, I bet I bet Croatia is already onto that. Right. They're already on the drink. You know, they're they're right there. Yep. They've got the meats and the cheeses. Yes, I'll bring do. the crackers. Right. I might even bring the tackle box for you guys. It's going to be the trip of a lifetime. It's going to be next year, July of 2024, the 14th of July to the 21st, eight-day cruise from Split to Dubrovnik in Croatia. The Adriatic King is already full. The Adriatic Queen is filling up fast. I really want you to go to the website. I want you to check this out. People call and say, what's what's the deal? Here's the deal. Go to escapewithusvacations.com. Check out the seven nights, eight day cruise, the accommodations. Everything is right there with what the price includes. Croatia is a beautiful, beautiful country. The coast is fantastic. How do I know this? Because my sisters have already been on the trip before. That's why they said it would be a great idea. So GLers, if you would like to have a blast next year, Go to escapewithusvacations.com and book your trip. You get everything right up front there. And if you want to contact them by phone, you certainly can do that. Talk to Teresa or Maria, 651-788-4338. My other disclaimer about uh, using a travel agent, you always should, especially when it's a family trip, when something very important is going to happen. If something goes wrong, and it does in the airline industry, you need to have a friend, someone who can be an advocate for you. That's what travel agents do, and that's where EscapeWithUsVacations.com goes up and takes the extra mile. They'll talk to the people if there's a problem, and you can have peace of mind. 651-788-4338. The trip of a lifetime next year to Croatia. EscapeWithUsVacations.com. Call today. Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. Dean Carlson in Hibbing is a miner. Okay. And he writes, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail, hail you. you. 
Joe, I'm listening to the uh, September 29 show about the proposed mining in Canada, the Ring of Fire. I have to uh, ask, uh, don't any of you listen to yourselves as you read stories? No. In one of the paragraphs, it stated it would be an underground mine. Underground. The trees and peat will not be wiped away from the land. And as Kenny described it, a duck hunting paradise that would still exist. We actually did mention that, didn't we? Yeah. I've noticed you've made the same mistake in regards to copper nickel mining in northeastern Minnesota. Maybe in the future the dummies will pay better attention to the distinction between mining and underground mining, but I doubt it. There's probably a ball game on TV for Chris to watch. Kenny is too busy thinking about roadworthy rescues, and Rookie is again lost in some food-related post. John is off the hook. He was off during that episode. I am not claiming to be a mining expert, but I do work in one of the taconite mines on the range. I would also request that the position of garage logic pirate bestowed upon me after losing an eye because of cancer. Good luck, Dean Carlson Hibbing. Okay, you're the pirate, Dean. Really? Really? I know. I would invite him to kiss my ass. Maybe he should do his own podcast. Be given the information five seconds before you start talking about it. Seriously, since you're so damn smart. Well, Kenny's Kenny's crabby today. Dean, you you can. There is a podcast available. It's called the Crabby Coffee Shop. No, don't listen to that. I don't want this guy writing me letters for something I don't give a rat's ass about. You guys call your names on that one too. Find another podcast. What I'm opposed to. Plague them with your stupidity. (laughs) What I'm opposed to. Dean is any mining to make electric batteries. I, I just don't think the electric car is the way to go. I think it's a government car, and I don't like the government, and I don't trust the government. Just a minute. Tim Buck, too, always writes good stuff. The best example of the folly of electric buses is Jackson, Wyoming, which recently purchased eight electric buses for a million dollars each. That's about twice the cost of a diesel bus, but the electric buses are subsidized by federal taxpayers. All all eight electric buses have now broken down, and they are unable to get replacement parts. The California company that manufactured these buses filed for bankruptcy in August. The last of the electric buses went out of service two months ago, and some of the broken buses have been awaiting parts for several months. The director of the Jackson Bus Program said that his agency still isn't sure when those parts will come or when its electric fleet will be running again. On yesterday's podcast, you discussed South Dakota school districts receiving electric buses from the Clean School Bus Program. This is a massive federal program that will spend $5 billion on electric school buses over the next five years. In South Dakota, all of those American tax dollars went to a Canadian company called Lion Electric. The company has been around since 2008, but it is still not profitable. Last year, Lion Electric lost over $49 million on $200 million in gross sales. Two years ago, its stock was selling at $14 per share, but yesterday it closed at $1.82 per share. That's a decline of 87%. That tells you that the smart money has been bailing out on this company for two years. Anything under 5 bucks a share is considered a penny stock in the financial industry, and that is usually a big red flag for a possible bankruptcy. The Jackson experience illustrates the absurdity of buying electric buses in northern states like Wyoming and South Dakota. 
During the winter months, the Jackson buses could only run for a few hours each day and then had to return to the depot at midday to recharge. They had to be replaced by another electric bus when one was available or by a diesel-powered bus. I think people are finally realizing that subsidizing electric buses buses is like putting lipstick on a pig it doesn't make it any more attractive this is from cowboy state daily which is a wyoming newspaper only cowboy state daily only because they come to us all the way from the traveling limans who are ensconced who are ensconced in eden prairie it was on this day october 3rd in 1887, that horse cars began hauling passengers in St. Cloud. Mm. It was on this day in 1951 that Dave Winfield was born. He mm. might have been the most versatile athlete the state has ever produced based on his performance at the U of M. Professional teams in three different sports, basketball, football, and baseball, would draft him. Uh, his choice would be baseball, and he played for several teams, including the Twins, accumulating, well, mostly San Diego, accumulating 12 All-Star game appearances, 3,110 career hits, 465 home runs. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 01. And Royce, he walked into the wrong house. Yes. Wasn't it because it was the same year as Kirby? That's yeah. right. No, that was a... Different visit, he walked into the round house. Gotcha. On this day in 1977. Joe, today's October 3rd. Rosalie Wall became the first female justice appointed to the state Supreme Court. And on this day in 1997. Hmm. International passenger ship traffic returned to Minnesota when the Columbus, carrying a load of German passengers, visited the Duluth Superior Harbor. Huh. Weren't they flirting with uh, rough weather at this late date? Or maybe maybe the weather doesn't turn foul until November when you have the, the gales. Uh, the gales of November. Ah, uh, yes. When the November. F. Scott Fitzgerald went down. Yeah, I remember if, that. Uh, yeah. If I may uh, correct you on one thing, Joe. Uh, Dave Winfield, eight years with San Diego, eight and a half in New York. So, <laughs> hey, that's my job. I'm here to you know make sure things go correctly. Oh. I've been able to correct all the other stuff you guys have been talking about all day because it, I how many, it's how only many, an hour and a half show. But how many with the twins? Two. Uh, the twins. Uh, we got two. Uh, Chris is correct. Yes. Did he end uh, his he, career in Minnesota? Toronto. No, Cleveland. He played with Cleveland. Oh, that's right. I forgot he, he played with the tribe. He came from here or to here from Toronto. It's pretty weird though. The three Hall of Famers grew up in about a five mile radius. Soon to be four. Who's the fourth? Well, Joe's going to go in. Oh, Joe. Uh, Molitor. Uh, Morris. Morris and Morris. Winfield all grew up uh, roughly all the same age. All grew up in the uh, but, in, in central St. Paul. But As none a, of them created the double pump layup. No, they didn't. <laughs> what are you, Hall of Fame. That's Hall of Fame work, man. The double pump layup. I bet you there's no other part of the country that can claim that. Oh, sure. Huh? California. Did, I, was gonna say, did, I thought Royce did a thing about that, didn't he? Uh, I don't remember. When, uh, when Joe <laughs> I retired. I don't know. <laughs> what about Townsend hockey players? I would think Minnesota would do well. Oh, I forgot regard. to bring this up yesterday on Monday Night Sports Talk. How about the cool photo from Henry's um, ceremony at the War Road 
uh, rink mm-hmm. when they brought the cat. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't see that? You know, Henry was the one who fought to preserve the name Warriors. I did not yeah, know. He did. He, did. Yeah. he said that on the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he learned to skate fast. He heard the ice crack That's on right. the river. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. Yes, many thanks. Many thanks, Rookie, GLers. thank you for the double pump layup. The double pump layup can never be, um, can never be um, recreated. It has to only be done by the original. I think I have a patent on that. Uh, if you'd like to see the double pump layup, I think it's available. I'm not sure. Might be available on YouTube, but you have to subscribe Subscribe to Garage Logic. So go to YouTube, subscribe to Garage Logic, and then just be entertained. That's all we're asking for you. Go to garagelogic.com, sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council, like so many smart people already have. Ten bucks a month or $100 for the year gets you entertainment you cannot purchase anywhere. And no OnlyFans. Maybe we need an OnlyFans page. Is that okay in Garage Logic? Watch Joe tighten up his shoes. Watch only fan. <laughs> uh, anyway, the town council at garagelogic.com, as well as there's some attire. There's some attire coming up for the um, Halloween festivities. Nice Garage Logic shirt. Sure. Time once again that we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again, and now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, Josh, if you looked at the bond market, you'd really think the world is ending today, wouldn't you? Oh my goodness, Chris. The bond market has just been horrible. Bond investors are getting crushed right now. Yields are going up. Bond prices are going down. If you own a bond fund, you don't even have the luxury of waiting out to maturity because most bond funds have bonds of varying maturities. And the bond fund, well, like any mutual fund, gives you an ownership stake in those bonds. And bonds do go up and down in price based on movements in yields. The higher the yield, the lower bond prices are for existing bonds. Now, you all know that if you're purchasing a bond, you're lending money to the federal government, state government, or some other municipality, or even a corporate corporation. But the government bond market has been uh, just hammered as yields, particularly on the long end, the 10-year and the 30-year, have continued to rise. Several uh, reasons. Fear, of course, uh, that the Fed has said we're going to be higher for longer. That could mean a slowing economy for a longer period of time and the desire to own, quote unquote, safe assets. Yet on the short term, those safe assets have seen asset prices drop. So anybody that has is in a traditional balanced portfolio, 60 percent stocks, 40 percent bonds is having a hard time again this year. 
year. While the S&P index on a market cap weighted basis is up 10% for the year, the long-term bond index measured by TLT is down 13% this year in value. So that doesn't account for any dividends that have been paid out. That is fairly significant. The equal weight S&P index is just below flat to flat line for the year. And if I were to equally weight the different maturities of treasuries, they would still be in the negative category. The S&P index, of course, has been bolstered this year by what is considered the Magnificent Seven. My favorite, uh, Apple and Amazon have done very well, as has Google, Microsoft, NVIDIA are also in that category, as is Tesla. Probably the best performer of all of those has been Meta, also known as, as Facebook. That said, Apple, Amazon, and Microsoft have pulled back at least 10% from their, their recent highs, so they are in correction territory. We are in one of those periods of time that I have talked about in any, in any year. We typically have 3 to 4, 5 to 10% market pullback. This one could go a little beyond the 10% level as concerns continue about the Federal Reserve, higher for longer policy, bond prices or bond yields going up, oil prices, which have recently moved up, actually not more than recently, over the last uh, couple months have moved up as OPEC and Russia have reduced supply. And we've also had a little reduced supply here in the United States, but that hasn't translated to higher oil stock prices. Then we have worries about capital requirements at banks and bank stock prices have moved down. I am not a bank stock investor. And we still have another week to go before earnings start coming out. Uh, they'll start coming out next week uh, with banks leading the leading the charge. And I don't believe that bank earnings are going to be all that strong. I do think there are going to be numerous surprises as the earnings, earnings uh, season kicks in. And some of those surprises will be not only on earnings, but also in guidance. Going to be very interesting going forward. If you've got some cash, I never hesitate to say if you have cash on the sidelines during these pullbacks, during oversold conditions, now would be a time to pick up some of your favorite shares. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. Well, you heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation. Yes, I said free. So pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5600. Where you're always going to get straight talk and never ever sugar coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Chris, I'll look forward to that. I'll say go Twins, and I'm guessing you're going to be making your way to U.S. Bank Stadium so that you can view Taylor Swift. You know I wouldn't miss it. You know I wouldn't miss it, Josh. We'll talk to you Thursday. Okay. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.